Hey pumpkins, it's Nick. The following episode of Copulators Die First contains spoilers about the film we are discussing this week. And if you haven't seen the film, go ahead and give it a watch. Don't worry, we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah, and as always, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your favorite listening application. Now, on to this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Copulators Die First. Hi! Hi, it's been a long week. I missed you. I am so over this week. Like, honestly, I haven't had a good week in a while, but like, you know, when you get to the end of early, what you hope is the end of like a bad patch of just like gross days um, and you want to set it on fire Yes, exactly. You mean all of 2019 so far? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I just, I, I wanna, I wanna throw this week in a dumpster, and I just wanna set it ablaze, and I wanna like roast marshmallows over it and be um, like, you know, fuck you this week. I hate you. <laughs> fuck you this month of February, aside yeah. from it being Women in Horror Month. But uh, yeah. Fuck February in its entirety. And also tertiary. Fuck January as an auxiliary. Oh my god. January felt like a very... Like, January went so slow. And then February was like, JK, we're going real quick. And then I feel like I blinked and February was over. But it was also like a horrible experience all at the same time. It's kind of like going on a roller coaster that's a little bit too scary for you, but once you're on it, you can't get off. So you're like, okay, we'll just deal with this until it's done. Um, Yeah. Uh, Really quick. Do you have any favorites for Drag Race thus far before viewing the first episode? (sighs) I'm inclined to to say Nina West because she's a local Columbus queen and I've seen her live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she is an incredible human outside of being an incredible uh, drag queen she's um, I don't think she explicitly has like a drag foundation but she does a ton of charity work and has raised two million dollars yes yeah so um, I'm inclined to like her but caveat here comes um, Ariel Versace from Cherry Hill New Jersey so I mean yeah. I feel like I'm you know, playing for both sides right now. But I mean, Evie Oddly looks great. She yeah. reminds she reminds me of my friend Danielle. So, um, I really want to like her. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Soju because I like an Asian queen. Oh my gosh, I love Soju. Um, she is so creative, and I love it. I agree. Um, but I mean, beyond that, hi brain twin moment i was also my front runners right now were nina west and ariel versace because of course um Um, did you have you done the uh build your own bracket so far no i don't really partake in that um it's like on vh1.com dre does it every year every season all right well i'm probably not gonna do it full disclosure um, Neither. I'm too lazy. So right, but shout you know, out to her for for doing that business, which holler. takes us to our next point. This is my disclaimer for her because she is, or she is, or was. I know she was terrified of child's play as a child. Oh, absolutely 
distraught. So, Dre, if you're listening, turn it off now. This is where mm. you stop. Full I... stop. Full stop. Did you hear her? Full stop, Drea. Stop it. <laughs> um, I don't think I saw this until I was an adult. So, I honestly... I was never, like, traumatized by any horror movie. I don't think I really started watching, like, legit horror movies until I was, like, in my teens anyway. So I guess maybe I just kind of dodged that bullet. But, um, yeah, so we've just been all over the place. But lest forget that we shall not not get back on topic. Oh, my God. I... uh, Nicholas Charles, use your words in a constructive manner. Um, Listen, it's almost Friday. I don't care. You don't care. Let's just do this and have fun with it. Let's do Yeah, because what what are we talking about? We're talking about child's toys that come to life because they're possessed by serial killers, Um, which has a film of levity underneath question mark. I don't know. Um, I don't think it was explicitly designed that way on purpose, no. at least to no. start. Um, but uh, Don Mancini, who actually wrote all of the uh, Child's Play movies, every single one, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I'm like 99% sure. Penned this bad boy and it, he like held on to it for like three years until somebody could like pick it up. And it had, like, a lot of weird working titles. Like, one of them was um, Batteries Not Included. Because, surprise. Spoiler alert. Um, um, that's a pretty good one. But Steven Spielberg stole it for movie of the same title. Ooh, truth. I don't know if it's, yeah. it was explicitly stolen, but it's at least he, he ended up using it. Mm-hmm. Um, tertiary thing about Don Mancini. That kind of ties into our... Um, homo trope, if you will. Um, he's an openly gay man. So, yeah. So he's um, he's a spooky bitch, and yes, I really like him. I like what he's done with the series. Although there are a couple, couple shit stops along the way, but we're gonna and, yeah. take it from the top. And what um, you do? there's always a few shit stops along. <sighs> I mean, isn't that life? There's just a few shit stops along the way. Yeah, I mean, if you picture if you picture life as like one giant road trip, you need to make some shit stops. So, like those shit stops you took in Western Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be by myself this time, so I don't know how many stops I'll be making in like you know the depths of Pennsylvania, but I do know that um, things I cannot get around me here in New York City include sheets. Wawa, and um, because I live on Staten Island, Chick-fil-A. And I know I should hate Chick-fil-A, but it's not as bad if I go through the drive-thru. Um, that, that's your disclaimer? I'm I'm only barely supporting them because I'm not going inside. I mean, <laughs> their, their food is good. and Those fucking waffle fries. God damn it. I mean, listen... If I find something better, which I probably will, then I won't stop at Chick-fil-A and I'll go somewhere else. But um, I don't know. I, you, get like I a, you get like a road trip pardon. I feel bad about it, but I shouldn't. Um, no, I should. I should. All right. Let's just 
we're, we're just going to cut this off right now before I go full on like snowball of insanity off this cliff. So Nicholas, get it together. We are here to talk about child's play and that is it. Um, dear Lord, I don't know. I don't know. So All right. child's play premiered play. November 9th, 1988. Okay. So the day, the day after my wife's third birthday. So, oh, okay. So I was born in March of 1988. So I am a little bit older than this movie. Yeah, you were a couple months older. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about that date is that the movie is also set on the same date. So when you went to go see it in the theater, you were really seeing it from the absolute beginning. That's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, um, it's like those cute little tidbits that Don Mancini really pulled for. So um, Catherine Hicks plays Andy's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy's just like, I think watching it as an adult made my ovaries a quiver because I was like, oh, he's just so cute. Like this poor kid, like he's making his mom breakfast in bed for his birthday. I mean, yeah, but Andy, like, knew what was up. You know what I mean? And, like... Yeah, it was his birthday. He was, like... <laughs> and she even says to him, like, what? Like, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. How long have you been up? Yeah, and, I mean, it was cute that he made her breakfast. But at the same time, he was making that breakfast start for himself because he put sugar in that cereal. Oh, it made it made me feel gross. Like, and I, then, I felt pretty, bad. I'm pretty sure that the, the blob of... <laughs> Country uh, croc. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was country croc. Um, yeah, it had that um, trademark grayish back chain. Yeah, Yuck. and then and then like it was it was sweet, but then like he was just dripping all the way to the bedroom, and I was like, uh. Um, also, you're gonna, you're gonna be a really nervous dad. Heads up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we <laughs> Arthur and I have already had this conversation. Arthur's the cool dad. I'm the helicopter parent. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be the mom. Like, I'm going to be the ball of nerves all the time, like down everyone's neck. Um, I know it. It's fine. We've it's fine. And in saying that I'm the mom, I'm not trying to insinuate that those are the female characteristics of a relationship in which there is a child being bared. That's not what I am saying. What you are I, just, um, are you just encapsulating both of our moms? Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, what other what other example do I have? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I didn't necessarily have a helicopter parent, but my mom is forever nervous. Yeah. And and um I mean ditto, but also Camille she was uh, hovering a little bit, but we're not even going to go there at this point in time. So <laughs> um yeah. Because because we're adults now and we can deal with it. Yeah. Uh, sure, that's absolutely. Uh huh. Um, yep. But right, so like Andy is totally like I, you know, like he's trying to get his mom up. It's his birthday. He was watching Good Guys TV, whatever. Um, yeah, he's adorable. Um, but like, also, I was like, who's cleaning that up? And then also, like, a big part of why Andy's mom. Karen um, has to <laughs> buy the doll, um, like quote unquote, black market, is because 
they are not doing well financially. But like they have a really nice apartment and a really nice building. Uh yeah. Uh that's in Chicago. Chicago is not cheap to live in, despite it being Midwestern living. Mm-hmm. Um they were on the top floor. They were on the eighth floor. So I don't know if that changes the I mean I don't know price question but like, mark. Like also, um I think she's supposed to be a widow, so maybe like Yeah, she is. So like maybe with the two income household, like they could afford something that nice. But you know, the furniture's nice, the apartment's really nice. Like if you look around, like the decorations are really nice. So I mean she doesn't live in a dump. Like she doesn't no. live in like the south side of Chicago, which you know, it's unfortunately an impoverished area of the country, even now. Um, but because yeah. so. she even eventually goes down to like, I don't know what part of Chicago because I've never been. Mm-hmm. But like there is a like pretty much like a tent city that she eventually goes to. But we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah. she doesn't live in that part of town. Yeah, and we were talking about Candyman before. Candyman is set in the projects of Chicago. So Right. Right. Um. Bum, bum, bum. So it's Andy's birthday, so they're, like, opening up his presents, because she's like, thanks for the breakfast, I'm not gonna eat it, because it looks like shit, like, you just dumped all this cereal into this bowl and threw three giant scoops of sugar on it, and it was basically, like, uh, Fruit Loops, where it's made of sugar anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm guessing, like, um, Good Guys was, like, a, a popular thing, like, it was, like, the Cabbage Patch doll kind of like excitement because cabbage patch dolls were like they were like the it thing in the 80s weren't they um the, yes originally and then you know they they kind of wrote out the 80s for a while still i mean the 90s cuz we were talking about the 80s and the 90s as well um even like i think into like the early thousands really into yeah. the what's um yeah cuz my cousins had that mcdonald's one that they recalled they recalled yeah they re- they recalled it because it had a, a mechanical mechanism that like when you fed the cabbage patch doll it was like a mcdonald's one and it would like go into her backpack so you could like keep feeding her but kids were sticking their finger in there and getting it all gnarled up oh yeah but they had that and that was like in the late 90s yeah, I remember my grandmother getting my sister a Olympics cabbage patch doll, and my sister oh. was born in 1996, so... Ooh. Yeah, I was about to say, it had to have been, like, 98, because my cousins on my mom's side are all babies. Yeah. But, uh, I... yeah, so, and, so, you know, good guys. One thing that I noticed was, like, when Andy's watching that cartoon about the good guys, um, the doll is actually called Oscar. Right, yeah. Which so, I didn't know. Well, my my thought was, does each of them come with their own name? I don't know, because I know the Cabbage Patch dolls did. They came with, like, a birth certificate and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think that the person in the commercial would have asked that specific doll their name if they were all called Oscar. Yeah, I was like, that's just weird. Um. Yeah, but, I mean, so... I mean, that that's really where the story, like, super starts with the main protagonists of the film. But technically, we have to back up and talk about the super-duper beginning. 
Mr. Charles Lee Ray, played yeah. by played by Brad Dorif, who he's iconic in himself. Like there is nobody that could ever do that voice the way he does it. It is like it is so quintessentially him and thusly Chucky. Um, so Charles Lee Ray um, is the Lake Shore Strangler. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's running from the cops, duh. Um, so he's got like a getaway mobile waiting for him, and they just leave him there. So he's like stranded, and the cops are shooting at him, and he does get shot, and he ends up in this toy store called Playland. Yeah, and I love how it's like, what's going on? This movie is opening up with like a police chase, and then like you see the wall of good guy dolls, and it's like child's play, and it's like, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they're in they're in Playland, which I don't know if you remember, but um, reminds me of Funko Land, which was the predecessor to GameStop. Huh. I don't think I remember a time oh. about GameStop. Yeah, um, it was Funko Land, and it was on Route 22, and it was where the Kajoba is now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they were all over, but I remember going when I was a kid with my uncle because he liked going there, and he was, they still, like, let you trade in your games and stuff, so uh-huh. he would trade in, like, his Super Nintendo games for other Super Nintendo games. But yeah. it was very, like, it was a very 90s store. Like, it had a lot of, like, the cool 90s, like, geometric shapes that looked like boomerangs and stuff. It kind of looked like you were in the max at, in Saved by the Bell, basically. So, yeah. So we're in Playland, and we're doing the thing. And um, Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, he's about to die. And as he's dying he transfers his soul via some voodoo Mm -hmm. um into the nearest object which is a good guy doll um and from what i can tell these good guy dolls are like the hot christmasy toy of the season because they're hella fucking expensive yeah a hundred dollars in 1988 for a toy seems like a lot it was a hundred dollars yeah, I forget. Oh, shit. Because I know the, the homeless guy outside of the department store that, that Andy's mom works at, when she ends up getting him one, he is like, he's asking her $50 for it. And Dina Manoff, who plays her best friend, Aunt Maggie, um, shout out to my friend Maggie because she loves this movie. <laughs> but uh, she was really excited when I told her today that we were doing this. But uh, yeah, so Dina Manoff's like, hey, there's a guy in the alley. That's uh, selling a good guy's doll. And he's like, 50 bucks. And Aunt Maggie's like, what the fuck? No, it's like a ton of money. So they're like chewing him down. And he's like, 30 bucks. Take it or leave it. So Annie's mom like gets it for him. Because she only got him good guy's accessories for his birthday. Because she couldn't afford him the gift. Uh-huh. And she even said, you know, I found out about it too late in the month to start saving for it. So uh, Andy eventually gets a good guy's doll. Yeah, and he already has his good guy tool set. Um, Which so. is stupid cute. Yeah, um, but like if you notice in the toy store, there's like there's good guy guns. Oh yeah, because on the bottom of his shoes, on his yeah, uh, his, what did he call them? Pajama sneakers. Yeah, yeah. On the bottom of his pajama sneakers, there was like a 
a gun, a rope, a hatchet, and you're like, what What are you setting up for, Charles? Right, Chuck- like, yeah, like, who? who is this doll aimed at? Like... Ooh, yeah, that's creepy. I don't care for that. Survivalists? I'm not really sure. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's much to go off of other than, you know, after this movie aired, the brand pretty much suffered and tanked and it was never really able to recover. I don't I couldn't imagine why. But um so Andy's like super stoked to get this good guys doll and the department store manager is kind of like a huge dickhead and he's like sorry you can't hang out with your kid you can leave and bring him this toy but you have to come back so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that dude is a repressed homosexual so oh absolutely like Um, get over it yeah Um, you work at a department store you're a manager at like a makeup counter like Uh come on so you know Andy is just the typical boy. Like, he wants the hot thing. Um, But what I do appreciate is Andy's very, very grateful for everything that his mom is able to do for him. Um, I mean, you know, he, he didn't seem too excited about the tool set if he couldn't have the good guy doll. But, like, he, he he's not spoiled. I think he's just a kid. Um... Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Karen does everything she can, and she's a wonderful mom. Um, but, yeah, so so Karen gets the doll, and now she has to work late, so Maggie's going to babysit. Um, I mean, what I do love is... So, so number one, this movie was like a lot better than i remember it being yeah Um, we had this discussion too like i think we were watching it basically at the same time yeah um yesterday Uh uh-huh um but like also like going back to when you were forced to really think about like every cell of film that you were using like if you wanted to make something be impactful like you couldn't just be like and this is where we're going to put in the cgi whatever um so like there were so many creative ways that you know they made it known that chucky was there and doing shit but like you don't really see the robotics and like the monster quote monster because i'm really monster monster but um, like the monster effects until like a pretty good ways into the movie. Um, so there's a lot of like shots low to the ground, like panning shots. There's like the shot behind Maggie where I guess it was probably just a small child or a little person in the Chucky costume, like running past the couch and stuff like that. Like it was very cool, creative ways of, making this doll seem alive without like making it cheesy or corny. Yeah, like the one scene where Aunt Maggie is like sitting on the couch and she's like reading a book because Andy's asleep after, you know, she put him to bed and Chucky was like, I want to <laughs> Andy asks her if they could stay up to watch the nine o'clock news because Chucky wanted to watch it because they were talking about the Lake Shore Strangler being murdered. Well, not murdered, but I guess murdered. 
Mm-hmm. So, and he was like, duh, his interests are peaked because it's about him. Um, and Aunt Maggie's like, nah, like, you gotta go to bed. It's nine o'clock. He got school the next day, probably just, you know, kid stuff. Um, so the one scene where Chucky is running behind. Welcome to the Spectrum. Payment. No, no Spectrum. I'm not paying you right now. So Andy's, um, Andy's in bed. And the Chucky doll runs past Aunt Maggie, like, in the background. And she's like, what the fuck was that? That was actually Andy's little sister in real life. Oh, okay. So they cool. did use a real little child to uh, to do that scene. And it's really impactful because you're like, you know, uh, Karen Karen calls her while Aunt Maggie's, like, just checking the house to make sure all the doors are locked. Nobody got in. You know, the mom check. Um, and it, and Karen's like, well, you know, is everything okay? You sound a little freaked out. You sound a little weird. And Maggie's like, yeah, like, I'm fine. I just have, like, the, you know, the alone at night. Um, she says the alone at night willies. So. Which I feel uh, like should be a blues song or something. Oh, yeah. The, like a sweet, like, jazzy. The alone at night willies. Ooh, I like that. That was nice. It's like. Louis Armstrong <laughs> or something. Yeah, or like a Ray Charles Diddy. Yeah, something like that. Um, so she's got the Alona Night Willies and she's cleaning up the house because uh Chuckster got on the counter and knocked the uh flower onto the floor. So she's trying to clean it the whole thing. Yeah. And then she gets a fucking good guy's hammer to the face. Right. So then my first question about that is is it a real hammer that they're giving to small children? Should it not be plastic? Yeah, I don't know. Because I know they had, like... It's basically like having an erector set. Erector sets were, like, real metal and, like, tools I, and stuff. I, I, I guess. But, I mean, like... That's my, that's my only justification, is that erector sets were kind of, like... Why are you giving your children mm-hmm. small wooden... I mean, not wooden, uh, like, metal pieces? True. True. I don't know. I don't care. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have one, so maybe I'm just a bitter bitch about it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, number one, why did you knock over the flower? Like, was it by accident? I yeah. guess. I guess so, because like, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. But then also, like Maggie is a full-grown woman, and while Chucky is possessing a doll and Chucky is inherently evil. Does that mean that Chucky inherently has like evil strength or nah? Because either way, I find it hard to believe that a possessed child's doll had the strength to smack a full grown woman in the forehead with a tiny hammer which is comical in itself and i don't know if it was meant to be but it was right and then there was enough like there was enough like inertia or you know force from that one tap on the noggin to have her stagger back stagger back stagger back continue to stagger back grab the table miss the table fall out the window because like that was a pretty long distance between the counter and the window. And like, I mean, obviously she's like, the fuck is happening. Um, I'm seeing a doll alive and it's just attacked me. 
But I, I don't know. Like there, there had to been a lot of force behind that tiny hammer. Um, yeah, like I mean, I get being like startled, but it just reminds me of like um, I don't know, just getting hit in the face with like a Lincoln log. Like it's not <laughs> right. It's not like, like, like it's not like a real hammer. It's not like oh my god, if a real hammer hit you in the head, I don't think you fall out the window. Just, I think you just fall down. Now, like oh yeah. shit, like, you would just fuck. be like, down. Like like you'd be like boom, I'm on the ground now. Oops, like sack of potato. Yeah, and like and like. I like Maggie and I'm not victim blaming here in any sense of the word, but like, I don't know. I feel like some of that was her own fault because unless, unless, unless we have to think about the fact that there was flour all over the floor. And also flowers behind Mm -hmm. her. Well, not really flowers, but like a house plant. But I mean, like, regardless, I still feel like there was enough space between her and the window that she just would have fallen on her ass into the flower pot i feel like that would have made for a better yeah and like not the window and like obviously that was cleaner for the movie because then like chucky didn't have to hide a body or anything like that you know what i mean right um which is his mo anyway right so he doesn't give a shit yeah he doesn't give a shit i mean it would have been really a hard situation to like it would have been harder for Karen to believe that it wasn't Andy if the body was there in the house because then in her mind the only other person in the house with Maggie would have been Andy um but uh, you know we are nitpicking here um and the fact of the matter is Maggie falls out the window and goes oops la boom into that car and and she's like she's not even like so she falls out backwards right yeah and she's uh-huh. she's full on rotating. She's trying to trying to get land that stick that landing, get that ten from that German judge. But sorry, she doesn't stick the landing. <laughs> she does not stick the landing whatsoever. No, right on top of that Ford Bronco or whatever the fuck it was. So you know, Annie's mom gets home from work and she was like, what? like having a good day. Gets off the bus and she was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So she's like running into her apartment. Um, and, you know, she runs into Mike, who is the head detective on the case. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, whoa, what's going on? Like, you can't go in there. And she's like, I live here. Which, to be honest, as someone who studied law slash criminal justice, that was my major in college, that's a whole lot of fucking bodies in that apartment. That's a fuck ton of... Right. Crime scene contamination. You're getting mm-hmm. all kinds of cross contamination on there. Not that Chucky's really gonna like leave any DNA behind because hi, he's made of plastic. He's fantastic. Um, you should brush his hair because he's he's a mop. Um, yeah, that's a mop. That's a mop do. Uh, that's, that's what I got going on right now. Hashtag haircut Saturday. Hashtag so haircut. Um. So, so okay. So so speaking of the crime scene though, um. I don't really know anything about law and I am quite fearful of the law in general because Um, you should be, (laughs) but um, I do feel like a lot happened all at once. And again, I feel like it was probably just set up this way to move along the plot of the movie. And again, we're like picking at, you know, straws or strings or loose ends or what, uh, you know, uh, uh, broken ends. What's it called on here? Split ends. Split ends. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
Like, how did this end up being so quickly investigated as a homicide? Because... Um, because of the shoes that were on the counter in the flower that also matched the bottom of Andy's shoes. Mm-hmm. So they had zero grounds to even interrogate him, not once, but twice. See, I knew so, there was something up with that. I knew it. So if he had confessed to anything, it'd be inadmissible because also they didn't read him his Miranda rights. They didn't mm-hmm. place him under arrest. He didn't confess. I digress. I'm not getting into it. It's just, it's a hullabaloo. But yeah. Mike goes in depth to tell his mom, like, oh, I already searched through his closet. None of his shoes match. And it's like, um, you can't just go and do that. Right. So, like, so ultimately, this was our law lesson for the day. And also, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Miranda Rights. Miranda Rights. That's, that's got to be a drag queen somewhere. If it's not, it's me, and I'm taking it. Well, there, actually, yeah. my drag name that I chose was Karen Instructions, so I'll take it. Whoa, that's a good one. Thanks. That's a lot coming from you, Tiramisu. <laughs> no, that's not my name anymore, because there's... Um, I don't know. We're, we still Unfortunately. We still gotta figure that out. Maybe that's what this trip will be. Like our own self-discovery of our drag queens. Our inner queens. I mean, I'm pretty in touch with my inner queen, but... I mean, same. But I don't have a name to it other than care instructions. Maybe, so... we, should, maybe we should, like, take ayahuasca and, like, fully immerse ourselves. Oh, in... I wouldn't even know where to do that. Me either. That's fine. <laughs> um. So, speaking of care instructions, Karen Barkley... Um. She shows up and she's, you know, talking to the detective and she's like freaking the fuck out. And she's like, everybody just needs to get the fuck out of my house. Like my best friend just died. I have to put my son to bed. Like he's having a traumatic moment because he doesn't. The one thing that like Andy, I think it's because he's only six. He doesn't really have a grasp on the severity of everything that happens. And I think it's because. It happens so fast in the film that they're just trying to get through it to get you to the meaty middle of uh, Charles Lee Ray doing all his bad doll bullshit, Um, which is fine. I like a fast moving movie. I like getting to the slashies and the and the kills. I mean, and also like this is a very well plotted and well constructed movie. So like very much, again, um, picking at split ends here. Um, especially, you know, like plastic, synthetic red split ends. Because I, who, who thought of the hairstyle for the doll? Because it's just not, it's It's just not okay. It's a yuck fest. It's a yuck fest indeed. Um, Um, so where are we? So Andy takes Chucky and they're like hanging out and he like, you know, he goes to bed and, um, you know, he's sitting there on his bed talking to his mom. And Chucky is just a shitty-ass dude. Like, he's manipulating this child, which is shitty. Um, and he was he tells him to tell his mom that, you know, Chucky was sent by his dad, who was in heaven. Um, you know, that whole trope. That's uh-huh. fucked up. Like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck with a kid who just lost a parent. Like, or, you know... A, a widow. That's that's a low blow. I mean, you know, Chucky's an evil bastard. So he, he is an ugly evil bastard. So like, um, that whole thing is going on, and he even says like, 
you know, his name is Charles Lee Ray. Uh-huh. And the news is on constantly, and she just keeps turning it off and turning it down and ignoring it. Maybe completely that's... Completely ignoring it. Yeah, maybe that's supposed to be, like, a political commentary. I don't know. Or just a commentary in general that, like, we should wake up and pay attention. I don't know. I, probably I mean, that's, not. I mean, it's factual, but I don't know if that's what they were going for. But, um... It's fine. Whatever. Um, what happens next? So, um... Uh, bu- 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 so Andy takes, he gets on a, like the fucking train with Chucky and goes oh, to right. like. So like, so going back to the manipulation though. So, so this doll has convinced Andy to go to school like normal, then wait for his mom to walk away, skip school, get on the Chicago public transit system and go to this part of town that Andy has no business of being by himself. He, I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that Chucky told him how to get there. But I also, mean, probably. coming from, I mean, where we come from, Metro Transit Authority. Hi. They would have spotted that kid in five seconds. Yeah, they would have been like, hi, child. You are by yourself. How did you get on this train by yourself? And I mean... Right. Kids that young, like, I have seen plenty of kids that young on the subway by themselves in New York City, but it's usually, like, a school situation where it's, like, a pack of children and they're going home after school. Like, it's not the middle of the afternoon. Right. It's, like, Um, early in the morning. It's, like, slightly after the commute, so it's died down a little bit. Yeah. So they end up in this scary part of town that a six-year-old should not be in at all, let alone by himself with a doll that he's carrying around. And at this point, we're already, like, halfway through the movie. Like, we're just chugging along. And I mean, maybe he was left alone because they were like, oh, this kid crazy. He talking to a doll. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. so he like sits Chucky in like the rocking chair. But they don't do they is that the the guy who is like driving the getaway car? Because they never actually address him. Yeah. And you never it. actually see the person. And when like when they're talking about I think his name was Eddie or something. Yeah, it's Eddie. Yeah. That, yeah. That so was when him. they're ta- when they're talking about Eddie from for whatever reason, I thought Eddie could have been like an older, like mafioso kind of guy. Because no. Charles Lee Ray is a little older. He's, like, in his mid-30s. Like, this guy, Eddie, he looks like he's, like, a young kid, like, in his 20s. So, Probably. I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, Chucky convinces him to go to this fucking abandoned-ass house. And he's like, okay, Chucky, I gotta pee. Which doesn't make any <laughs> sense because he's in a fucking snowsuit. I know. But, <laughs> yeah, so he goes to pee in between all of these pieces of furniture and mattresses just strewn out in the middle of the street. Yeah. Um, on, Chucky, I gotta pee. Yeah, and then that's the other thing. He's like walking around this street, just screaming, "Chucky, Chucky!" Like he probably wasn't bothered because everyone was like, "This, this, this boy is disturbed." <laughs> like maybe I like personally, maybe he was looking. It could have looked like maybe he was looking for his pet or something. Yeah, I. It's pet Chucky. I don't know. I don't care for it. So, you know, Chucky goes into the house. He does Chucky things and blows out the pilot light, which, um, continuity error number two. I don't know how there was gas to that house because it was abandoned. Mm, yeah. Also, like, talk about laying it on thick. There was, like, rats everywhere. 
Yeah. I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, I live in a large metropolitan area. Like, rodents happen. But, like, that was much. Yeah, because rats don't typically, like, hang out where there's people. Right. And, like, there was also no reason for them to be there. Yeah. I mean, unless they're eating insulation to become, you know, New York City mega rats. But I don't know. So, you know, um, Chucky, like, scares Eddie into coming downstairs because he's sleeping upstairs in his clothes. But there's no windows. I don't know why he's sleeping in this abandoned house. Maybe he's just hiding out because he knows the cops are looking for him. Who knows? So, that whole thing. And so, Eddie is shooting at Chucky. But he can't see him. He's just shooting in the house. Um... And fucking dumbass Andy runs towards the gunshots. Right. And again, screaming, Chucky! Chucky! So he's like, (laughs) so he's like looking for his little doll buddy. And then the house fucking explodes. Which, wouldn't you think that Chucky would like be like a melted hot marshmallow turd at that point? Well, so, so right. So he must have either like been right by a window and escaped but like also that doesn't make any sense either because the whole thing like came down real hot fucking quick so like like a demolition like it like controlled demolition they fucking blew that thing up so we're just gonna suspend our disbelief here because um but then also like andy was near the explosion too like right that was my other point so i'm glad you brought it up right but so 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 whatever they they were unscathed um, you know, obviously it was called in and, um, the police come and collect Andy and, and his Chucky doll. Um, and they bring, <laughs> they bring him in for questioning because they're like, funny how you were by another mass event of destruction. Um, we think you're a child murderer. Um, but like, again, I mean, okay, I guess now, okay, so actually, never mind, I asked my own question, because this child was already connected to a potential homicide case, so they picked him up, he was near a thing, they're like, oh, this is weird. So anyway, disregard, I just, I worked that out in my head in real time. Um, okay, well, that's good, that's how we do things here, copulators die first, real time, real updates. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so then they're, so they're at the police station, they call in Karen, and she's like, uh, yeah, I just came here from work. Like, why are you asking? Like, of course I came here straight from work. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? Um, you know, and and uh, Detective Norris is essentially insinuating that, like, did you not realize that your child was not at school? And, like, no, because she dropped him off and walked away and assumed that her child just went to school. So, like, stop. Stop it. Like. You know, she is not a unfit parent. She's doing the best that she can. Um, but like this is the so this whole scene where they're in the questioning room and the other detective is talking to Andy um, and Andy's explaining to him like that Chucky's alive and stuff. And then Karen comes in and Detective Norris comes in and Andy's just like, no, like like Chucky's alive and he tells me things and and they're like, okay, well, you know, can you get Chucky to say something now? And this was like the first moment where like it became very clear that uh, Sir Charles here was like totally playing a fucked up 
game with Andy. Um, because he, of course, doesn't say anything. Right. And up until this point, you're just under the impression that Andy is just, you know, doing that thing that kids do where they imagine that their toy is talking to them. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's more playful than it's, than yeah. it's meant to be. And, like, that's great. Like, I'm really proud of Andy's mom for letting him play with a doll. Way to go. That's very progressive in 1988. Um... But yeah, like everybody's just kind of under the impression that like Andy's doing these all this all these terrible things, but he's blaming them on the stall that's not real because dolls aren't real. They're not they're not people. Right. Um, which in this case that is false. Um, so like Andy's sitting there beating the shit up out of this doll. He's like, You lied to me. Like, you know, like he's very adamant about the fact that he was right and that this doll has been telling him things and he even says he said he would kill me if I said anything. And it's very, you know what I mean? Like, that's a terrifying thing for a little kid. He's six. Like, so he's totally getting getting screwed here. So then mm-hmm. there's, like, a... Also, yeah, that other guy who is, like, Mike's partner. I don't know his name. Uh-huh. He, he has terrible fashion sense. I hate that jacket. And... Yeah, he's a derpy. He's a derp cop. He's, he's oh, derp for sure he's a derp cop and like you have no permission from andy's parent slash guardian to question him Mm. yeah so again yeah let let alone with a psychiatrist behind you know two-way mirror observing him and like so so then when the psychiatrist speaks up and is like that's enough i've seen enough it's like wait where'd you even come from like it totally pulls you out of the scene but also, yeah, um, hi, there's been no consent here whatsoever from any adult that that you could observe this child. And then they're basically like, hi, okay, we've seen enough. We're going to hold your child um, in, in the hospital. Um, and essentially, they're saying, like, you have no choice in the matter, um, which... Yes, you do. Um, but again, these are all things that are moving the plot along. So I get it. And yeah, it's 1988. Um, so I'm sure that a lot of this would have been completely like just glazed over at the time. But, you know, it's 2019. And unfortunately, we are how you say hashtag woke right so and like this poor poor mom who's had a nick polino level shit week um oh like God. her her best friend died your car died kind of a best friend um uh like i get it like she is like at her wits end and she just wants to help her kid right so she so she re- i mean basically reluctantly agrees she has no choice but she thinks it'll benefit him if there's something actually wrong with him which good for you Karen like I'm proud of you for doing what's right for your kid even though I mean that really wasn't the best choice given the situation so she ends up taking Chucky home and she's just kind of like distraught she picks up the box what falls out of the box Nicholas the batteries the batteries so Chucky has been making sounds saying his good guy phrases the whole time 
but there were no batteries in him. And so like she... that, yeah, that is Ooh. such a good, like, that is such a good twist. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, whoa. And then, like, anyway, I cut you off. Continue. No, 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 no. I mean, your input is just as important. We're in this together, mm-hmm. and I value your opinion. So yeah, he's no. like, um, there's batteries. And attention to detail, as we like to point out here, even the batteries were branded as good guy yeah. batteries, which yeah, I thought was, was cute. The packaging is nice. Yeah, and those those were D-sized batteries, which completely, completely Oof. what would have been the truth in 1988. Do you remember getting those toys even in the 90s with those big-ass batteries that you got to put in them on, like, Christmas morning and st- stuff like that? And they were $18 for batteries, mm. so you had to wait another week? Right. Um, exactly. But um, batteries were included with this one. Yeah, so that's Um, probably why he was $100, because he came with fucking batteries. (laughs) He came with the batteries. The batteries are the upsell. A quarter of the price were just the batteries alone. Literally, literally. 2D batteries, $15. Yeah. I get it. So, Um, you know, she's like, she's like freaking out. She's like, what the fuck? So she opens up his back where the batteries go. No batteries inside. She thought maybe because it was like... Well, this is how I took it. Like, maybe because it was um, a black market deal that maybe they had been, like, returned or something and somebody had put the batteries in there, but they weren't the oh, good right. guy batteries. That's just what I took out of it. Yeah. And also, like, wh- like what else would you think when, like, you took the, the thing out of the box and you asked your kid to, like, show you how it worked and it just automatically started, you know, saying the things that it was, um, that it was uh marketed as saying what it did so it's three like, patented uh phrases yeah, phrases um yeah. yeah so i this is where i'm like i don't know if i fucks with this shit cuz like karen is a courageous babe um but i don't enjoy her hairstyle i'm just going to put that out there her hair is like oddly crispy and flat in the front and it's like the the length is a little bit not working for me. Um, yeah, but unfortunately for her, that was like her hairstyle for the rest of her life. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, um, but so, plus like, side for her, flip side, um, she actually, the, the guy who is the, one of the animatronics creators, uh-huh. from what I understand on this film, um, she met him on set and they've been married ever since. That's wonderful. That's a creepy love story. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so she's shaking this, shaking this Chucky boy. Right. And so, like, I don't, like, I get it. Because, like, in her mind, at this point, it's still just a doll. But to me, that's, like, super duper creepy. Like, ugh. get this thing out of my house. Like... I think I would have had the same thought as her, which is like burn it with fire. Um, but I wouldn't have like given the doll like a chance to potentially respond to me. Cause you know, like she's shaking the doll, like say something, say something or all three when the fire, I would have been like, kill this thing with fire. I don't care. Um, but of course, that's not what happens. And he comes alive cause he doesn't want to get thrown in the fire and he calls her some choice words, um, something along the lines of like "you slut whore bitch" or something like that. 
Yeah, just regular aggression towards women. But, like, the whole him spinning his head around and, like, he bites oh, her. Yeah. Full body chills. Like, it still makes me get the yucks. I don't like it. Well, so, wait. but So, the, so, so there's the first time that he spins his head around and he goes, hi, I'm Chucky. Because she finds out there's no batteries in it. And right. then and then he and then she throws him under the couch and then there's a second time he does it and, and it's like the first time that that Chucky and and Karen are kind of wrestling a little bit and and he and he and he bites her. Um yeah. So like yeah, that that was like the first like whoa, what is happening in this shit moment where like Chucky like fully came alive and like his face completely changes. Right. And that's also and, super creepy to me. Uh, it's so good and it's so well done. Like those animatronics must have taken them for fucking ever to make. Well, right. That's the other thing. Like the animatronics are really, really cool. And like I there's not many moments where I'm like, tee hee hee, this <laughs> is a doll, you know? Yeah. Like um there's a few. Um, but I think that the ones that I'm thinking of are quite intentional and we'll get there. Um, but right. So like, he's like, peace bounce, bitch. I'm gonna bite you. Cause I don't want to be in the fire. I'm getting out of here. And then he like, you know, scurries away with his little doll legs and like, he's out of there. And that's the other thing, like for a doll with legs full of like, I don't know, like plush down or whatever. Or maybe uh, sand. So he feels lifelike to like hunk around. Who knows? But he, he walks, he, he, he moves real fast. he. <laughs> <laughs> um and so she's like fuck let me go find the detective um and uh he's like i don't believe you she's like yeah but like the batteries they weren't in there and he's like bitch i don't believe you and she's like well do you believe this and she's like here's my bite mark and he's like who bit you and she's like the doll dummy and he's like i don't believe you but, like, he kind of semi-believes her, but he doesn't. Um, and then, of course, she's like, I know you. I got your number, mister. You can't not follow up on something um, when when it comes uh, across your desk. And uh, come on, just come with me. We got to figure out what's going on here. And he's like, nah, bitch, like, get out of my car. Um and so that's what happens. And then she goes on her little solo adventure into the tent city of Chicago. Um, and like at first, because I forgot, I kind of forgot a good portion of this movie since the last time I watched it. But like, I was very concerned for her personal safety at first. And then she was like moving and grooving. And I was like, okay, like she's got her shit together. It's fine. And then there's, like, the schizoid moment where, like, hashtag she almost gets raped. And I'm like, no, thank you, ma'am. By the same guy who sold her that doll. Right. And, like, luckily the detective is there to be like, don't do it. Not good. Um, This is after he yells after her. You can't go there at, like, this part of the city at night. Offering no real fucking help. Surprise. And, like, by now you should realize, like, this woman is very headstrong. So are you. Like, why can't you just work together? Because, of course not. If we don't have drama, then there's no movie. But, of course, he saves her. They figure out where he got the doll from. And dun, dun, dun. 
it was the toy store that burned down after Mr. Detective Norris shot and killed Charles Lee Ray. Dun, dun, dun. And she was like, how do you know all this? Because he was saying that like the toy store burned down because it was struck by lightning. And he was like, well, duck, you idiot. Like, yeah. I was there. I was the one who did it. Like, I killed him. And, and, and... Was, But, like, also, like, how would she have known that? But whatever. Um, and then so this is where he's like, yeah, you know what? Like, okay, you should get home. I'm going to take you home. And she's like, no, I want to I wanna see this through with you. And he's like, no, bish, go home. And then he's like, no, like, really, go home. And she's like, you're going to see this through. I know you are. Let me come with you. He's like, bish, get out of my car. And I think I'm basically saying the exact same thing I said right before we talked about the tent city. But um, basically the same thing happens twice. And then... This time he goes to the station, picks up the file on Charles Lee Ray, and then we have the most bizarre scene in my eyes of this movie. It is so weird. It is so weird. But like, it's like it's also so well done. It's almost com- like it's almost comedic it's and almost, like yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it is, yeah. Mhm. And like I don't understand like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he got that knife. They never say. He just shows up with it. And he's in the car. He tries to strangle him with the jumper cables. Yeah. Which, smart. Good for you. Um, But you would think because it's like, is it a cop car or is it his personal car? They don't really say. I, I, it's probably his personal car. But, like, regardless, like. They shouldn't have been back there. No. So smart. Um. And, and again, like, how strong is this doll that it's strangling a full-grown man um, and he can't get loose? Um, but, like, what, like, th- then what proceeds to happen is just, like, so, like, like it's, it's, like, it's, like, a weird gymnastics routine meets a I'm going to kill you, like, slasher, full-on montage, um... Like, yeah. it's, it's almost like a Cirque du Soleil performance if they did, like, a horror movie version of Cirque du Soleil. I'd see that. Because, um, like, so 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 he pulls out the lighter that he was going to use to light his cigarette, but now he burns Chucky in the face. Um, and his face gets all goopy because he's made <laughs> of plastic. But he's like, ow, I feel that. What's going on? Ow. Um, and so, like, that lets him get away from the jumper cables. And then Chucky just starts stabbing this knife that he has, like, through the seat, but, like, in the side. And then, like, in between his legs. And then, so, like, now Norris is, like, driving the car, like, with his entire lower body in the air. And, like, at the same time, he's somehow not smashing the car to bits. Um a little and, bit, not a lot of it. Like, a, like he's scraping it, like it's you know hitting a lot of walls, hitting a lot of other cars, but like no like full head on like smash into a tree moment. Um, and then like now Chucky's like under the pedals and he's he's speeding the car up while doc, uh, uh, I almost said Doctor Norris while Detective <laughs> Norris is trying to Skating slow it down, but like somehow the brake pedal like falls off the hinge or like it was a whole clusterfuck of a thing and then finally the car flips over 
And Detective Norris is like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? And then we see Chucky scurrying around everywhere. And he's like, go ahead, like, try to get me. Like, you can't hurt me. And, like, he's like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I'm going to shoot at you. And then he shoots at him, and it blows Chucky back, and we see blood splatter. And Chucky's like, oh, my God, that hurts so much. What is going on? Ow. I thought I was invincible. Um, But, obviously, he is not. So, you know, cut to the next day. Detective Norris finds... um, Karen, they like meet up at, I guess, what is Charles Lee Ray's apartment? Uh, yes, that's how I took it. By accident, though, because they're both just doing their own little detective work here. Um, and then so now we're like seeing that clearly Chucky was a big practicer of the art of voodoo. Um, and he had like always had this plan that if he ever got caught and killed, that he was just going to transfer his soul into whatever was around. Um, and meanwhile, Chucky is going to visit his like voodoo teacher. Um, what's his name? I don't. Did they ever say John? It's John. yeah. It's John because he was like getting real sassy with John. He's like, "Hi, John. You remember don't, me?" Yeah. He's like, "Don't you recognize me, pal?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all." Yeah. And like, I mean, like, and John yeah. is like, John is just—he's neither good nor bad. He's just in it. He's just there. But like, he even says, "Like, this isn't what I like. This isn't why I taught you this." Like, right? Is it? I didn't teach you this so you could use it for evil. But, like, also, who thought it was a good idea to teach this guy voodoo to begin with? I don't know. But He's already a serial killer. Right. He didn't need voodoo in his life. And, like, also, the whole voodoo thing is, like, an interesting twist. Um, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, like, now we're just, so, you know, we have to... We have to speed this along because Drag Race is going to be starting soon. Um, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. We have an hour. Oh, I thought it was eight o'clock. I thought it was two. And then I had my wife check and she said it was nine o'clock. Okay. Crisis averted. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he uh, is like talking to John and John's like, nah, dude, we need to, like, we need to, no, 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 no. So he like he tries to call the cops and then. Uh, Chucky has like a voodoo doll of John. Yeah, out of nowhere, by the way. Like, where'd that come from? Well, he does say like you should never tell your customers where you like hide stuff. Right. Okay. So then my question is, why did he make a voodoo doll of himself? Because, well, I think it was just a voodoo doll. But like, if you notice on on the chest of it, like on its torso, it had a specific symbol. So maybe that one corresponded to John. Okay. I mean, I don't specifically know what type of voodoo this is. Right. Um, I'm. I want to guess it's like actual voodoo because it's like um, like more of like a, a Creole type voodoo. Uh huh. And and like little known fact about my family, they are from South America and they do practice some sort of voodoo. It's like um based on um. Afro-Brazilian culture. It's kind of like a mix of Christianity and 
the worshiping of many gods in Africa. So they kind of like came together. But that's not what this is. This is not the same thing. So I'm guessing no. it's more of like a Caribbean based voodoo magic, which Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely what it seems like. Like very much like as you said, like Creole voodoo. Um, yeah. Um the guy's name is John Bishop. And like I feel bad for the guy because John um seems like a nice guy. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like um, um, he's just like he's just like a guy. Probably depending on the area that he lives in, it's probably like um like a community situation of healers and and that kind of voodoo magic. Right. So so of course Chucky's like showing his true colors again. Like, hi, I'm a homicidal maniac. So um, even though you've not done me wrong whatsoever, and technically I still need information out of you. Let me start breaking your limbs. Right. One at a time. Yeah. So he breaks the leg. He breaks the arm. And then um, John's like, okay, I'll tell you. Um, And ultimately the goal here, uh, by the way, um, is that he's trying to figure out how to get out of this doll body (laughs) um, because he don't want to be there. And so John tells him that he needs to do the incantation on the first human that he uh, revealed himself to, which, of course, is our poor little old Andy. Um, So Chucky's like, okay, thanks for giving me what I wanted. I'm going to kill you now. And then he stabby stabbies the voodoo doll with like that voodoo knife that he now is carrying around yeah um and and that's it he leaves him bleeding on the ground um of course like many other times in this movie just as chucky is leaving we have karen and uh detective norris showing up um to a place And so luckily John is not dead yet. And he's like telling them like, you need to save the boy. Chucky's going after the boy, get the boy. Um, And so now cut to the hospital where like Andy is like living a bleak existence right now in like a very white room with no simulation whatsoever. And I don't know how that helps with anything. I mean, I'm certainly not a mental health doctor by any means. But, like, you you essentially put him in, like, kitty jail. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, the mental health system isn't great now. It oh, no. was much worse in the 80s. So, basically, you know, if you can't fix it, lock it up. Instead of actually trading what was going on which wasn't really anything that was Andy's fault but like say he did have like you know schizophrenia or something like locking him up isn't the answer first off mm-hmm. right um, exactly but, but also sidebar this actually is um, Creole Haitian voodoo and it actually is called Dambala which is what Chucky actually says in his chant okay so it and is like, a Creole based voodoo ritual yeah and I, de- I definitely, like, sensed some French in the incantation that he was saying. But I also feel like I may have heard 
some Spanish and or Italian. So I wasn't sure if it was like real or not. Um, according to what I just read, it is real. I don't know if that chant specifically is real, but <coughs> the god that he is praying to is a real entity in the voodoo religion. Oh so, my. yeah, so it's semi-factual to some yeah. degree. I'm sure yeah. it go- it's like the same thing as like the craft where things were changed to some degree. I hope because I never like like I, I totally get like wanting to have like a movie that is true to its source material. But like I never want to fucks with that. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, don't fucks with that. So I sure do hope that they change some things and it wasn't fully real. Right. Um, like uh, John Carpenter's Serpent in the Rainbow. If you've never seen that, that's an excellent like it's. My dad is not one who gets scared, and I think it's because of his family's, you know, diving into this religion that have, that goes back many, many, many generations in our family. But he has said that Serpent in the Rainbow gave him nightmares because of the rituals that he saw as a child. Mm. So they are Serpent in the Rainbow is pretty fact it's like mostly factually based it's actually based on a real case that occurred so i mean maybe someday soon we'll cover that because it's one of my favorite john carpenter movies got to yeah so um bum 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 where are we now the voodoo Um, Um, john's john's dead so chucky's on the run he's on the lam he's going after andy in the hospital and those bars on those windows they are very far apart like i don't know yeah, Chucky or Andy could squeeze through them. Exactly. Like, if you're trying to keep Andy in, that's not helping anything. But, again, I'm nitpicking here, so we're going to move right along. Um, so, you know, Chucky's like, I'm here. Um, he's not queer, but he's here. Um, no. That's that's another Chucky movie. Huh. But, um, <clears throat> so he steals the keys from the guard who is clearly not paying attention um and andy's like fuck this shit um i saw i saw chucky coming up the stairs and of course the adults are not believing him what is a recurring theme in horror that children are not to be believed by the adults in their lives and that's where a lot of the problems start to begin with um so andy pulls like a really sly one here and is like i'm a hide Chucky's going to come in the room. I'm going to run out and then I'm going to, you know, lock the door. Um, And at first I was like, yeah, yeah, get it, get it. But then I realized, oh, wait, Chucky can just climb out the window, go into the next room and then get out. So, you know, not not super effective here because of his, you know, uh, short tiny stature um (laughs) oh charles oh charles um but so so then this is where the doctor's like i'm gonna catch you andy come back here and obviously he's gonna give him a sedative but andy um much like a call back to nightmare on elm street is like bitch get the fuck away from me with that that's not what i need in my life right now that's a feisty toddler Mm mm-hmm and and then unfortunately Chucky slashes the guy's leg <laughs> and puts the electroshock thing on his head 
And then, like, so this was the first time in a while where I watched a movie with one of these scenes where somebody dies by, like, electroshock. And I'm like, okay, the camera cuts back and forth. And every time the camera comes back, like, the guy's face is, like, smoking a little bit more. His face is a little bit more charred and things like that. And I'm like, is that what would really happen? Or is that just kind of, like the way to show the progression of like someone dying from electricity being thrust into them. Um, But then I realized like he's basically cooking his head. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, can I ask you my favorite question of every episode? Mm -hmm. Is this medically accurate? Well, that's the thing. (laughs) I'm not not completely sure, but it fascinates me greatly because I feel like if it's not completely accurate, it's got to be at least a little bit accurate because, like, you're basically cooking, number one, the skin. Like, you're cooking the organ, right, of the skin. So it is going to get charred. It is going to get gross. And, like, he is probably going to bleed. But, like, I don't know if the conduction of that machine would certainly be high enough to, like, completely, like, fuck up the brain or not. I guess maybe it is because, like, you know, when someone goes to the electric chair, what is happening? Just a massive amount of electricity being shoved into their head, which completely fucks up the regular electrical signals of the brain and, like, shuts it down. So, um, also, um, in that, in that realm, um, the only reason when you go to the electric chair that you actually die is because they shave back of your leg the back of your calf to complete the current so with that in mind i don't necessarily Uh think he would have been fried because in comparison to the electric chair i feel like it's considerably less voltage right the voltage was probably less um especially because it's a quote unquote therapeutic machine that's supposed to be used for electroshock therapy which Um, thank God has not been continued to be popularized. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's probably not completely medically accurate, but it's probably not, not completely medically accurate. And that's your biology lesson for the day. It's, it's, um. It's one of my favorite things about this podcast is uh it always ends up going there. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know I don't know how it happens. I mean that's where your brain goes, that's where it was designed to go. It's you really have, the, yeah. You have a you have a master's in some science. So yeah. and uh, it's just yeah, yeah. I this my my brain like wants to make sense of these things, but um anyhow, so doctor's dead and of course they think it's Andy again. Um But, like, again, Karen's like, I'm going to keep my wits about me and question the only other people that actually witnessed what happened here, a la the children, well, not a la, a.k.a. the children that were also in the unit when Andy was running amok. So, of course, because she's smart, she talks to a little girl who's like, yeah, no, like, Andy was running away from something, and, like, Chucky was here, like, we saw it. So, she's like, okay, I see what's going on here, 
And finally, Detective Norris is like on the same page as Karen. So they're like, where would Andy go? And Karen's like, he will go home. Like I told him like, he should go home and stay there. Um, And that's what he did. And so like, there's this false moment of like, okay, Andy's in the house. He is secure. He has secured the front door. Like maybe he'll be fine. And then there's like, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but like there was a very like Halloween-esque moment where Andy's like in the closet with the slotted wooden doors and like trying to like hunker himself down. Um, but that doesn't last very long because he's like, okay, never mind. Um, I think I heard something. Let me go out. And it's because Chucky slid his way down the chimney chute into the apartment which fuck like that's yeah it, um so but also how does he run so fast <laughs> yeah on those teeny <laughs> tiny little legs like he's got that that uh that Jason Voorhees Michael Myers I'm gonna go fast without going fast <laughs> like but like he's also like he's like you could like see like he's always like skittering everywhere like tick, tick, oh tick, yeah like so yeah. quickly and like one of the f- I think this is kind of like where Chucky starts to get some of his his iconic brand humor where he's like I'm gonna be a six year old boy again like he's pumped because he's gonna try and inhabit Andy's body. So correct. So he like right. beats the shit out of Andy. Well, right, but so like this is the other like I feel so bad for Andy because like he was fully like armed and ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that he fucked up was not smacking Chucky square across the face with that bat. I know Chucky did him a clonk on the noodle. Yeah. And so so yeah, Chucky reverses that and clonks Andy over the head. And then he starts doing the incantation. Um, and of course, again, like uh, just in time, Karen and um, Detective Norris show up. And like, I'm not going to lie. The whole like them running up the stairs thing is a little bit comical because it's like back and forth and back and forth. Like what's going on? Especially that's an eight floor walk up. Fuck yeah. that. They should have just taken the elevator. I'm fat. You're fat. We wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it that far. Let's but be like, real. Also, I feel like the elevator <laughs> probably was quicker. I mean, you know? yeah, because in like what rewind like maybe 15 minutes, like when Chucky runs out of the apartment, he takes the elevator and Karen's running downstairs to catch oh my him. God. Right. And then she like trips and smacks herself into the wall. Like, like a dodo. Yeah, like stop, like like learn your lesson. Don't take the stairs. Don't ever um, take the stairs. That's like I think that's rule number one. Life lessons here, people. Don't take the stairs. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, take the elevator. Um, Love yourself. Be a fat ass. Love yourself. <laughs> That's, um, that's the message of copulators die first. Yeah. Be a fat ass. Love yourself, and um, you won't get murdered. Right. Yeah, lo- literally love yourself. Don't copulate. Well, unless you want to, but whatever. Yeah, that's neither um, here nor there. So yeah, I also I also thought it was really funny how when Chucky like takes the elevator ride to get back up into the apartment, how he's just like chilling in the corner because there's that old couple. And she's like, what an ugly doll. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. And it's like, yeah. okay. 
Yeah. That's when he's starting to get sassy. He's getting super sassy over here. Oh, God. Oh, God, Charles. Charles, get it Charles, together. Stop it with your CS. Stop it. Charles, I'm going to put your ass in timeout, son of a... <laughs> you, son of a... <laughs> you son of a... You son of a bitch. Um, yeah, that's my Midwestern mom impression. It's all oh, I bad. hear. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, son of a bitch. I got, <laughs> char- <laughs> I got some of that good cheddar. I got that, that good cheddar cheese for yeah. Wisconsin. Oh, I God. Mean, can we take a trip to Wisconsin just for the cheese? I, I mean, is here's my big question. And anybody out there that's listening who may be from Wisconsin, uh, fingers crossed, you can always hit us up in the DMs on Instagrams or... Email us at copulatorsdiefirstpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Is the cheese better in Wisconsin or is it just, you know, like, whatever? Is the I grass to... greener? You know what I mean? Right. So go to yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's hopefully this reaches people outside of our 14 friend circle. <laughs> right. And um, but we're grateful for every single one of you 14 people. Exactly. And and also I, I do realize that like one of the things that I'm sure is readily available in Wisconsin, which is not readily available here, especially where I live in New York City, cheese curds. Oh, we have them here in Cleveland. I'm taking you. Oh, we don't have the cheese curds. So, I mean, if Banter anybody... Cleveland. Hi. Oh, so, I mean, I will indulge in the cheese curds when we are together, but also oh. if anyone wants to be nice and uh dm me in the instagrams um and hook a brother up with some cheese curds um, send some curds my way <laughs> send some curds my way please um, oh my curds. god curds and way send some curds my way i hate us <laughs> oh my god <laughs> bow, 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 bow. oh man I, we're okay. really trying to be dads here i'm sorry yeah we we don't even try it just happens okay hashtag we are dads um uh-huh. so <laughs> so they get up there and they're and he's like full-on trying to possess andy he's like yeah. listen i did you a clonk you're laying down he's doing his dembolas and um they kind of like don't they like kick him or something yeah so they get into the apartment and like just like so because they have to break down the door because andy barricaded it um bless his little heart um so they break it down and like the breaking down of the door distracts chucky and he stops doing the incantation but then they do run (laughs) in and basically kick him in the face and he like hits the wall. It would be really funny if they tracked that entire shot though. We just saw him oh, like flying through yeah. the air, like bunk. Right into the right into those fugly curtains. Yeah. Um, but like that's the other like we don't know what um Karen's uh former husband did, but like they have a full-on like drafting desk in their living room. Like Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And it's there without context. Right. So like who maybe he was maybe you know, the husband did something like architecture or something like that. But um again, we're getting into details that don't matter here because so now we have this like epic fight scene between Chucky the doll and uh Andy's mom Karen. Um but I mean, so yeah, there's just like a whole bunch of shit going on. But it's so, like this woman is having a full on wrestling match with this doll. So again, like there must be some type of like evil super strength going on here. Um, because like 
it, I don't know. It would have been so funny, though, if, like, Chucky was not as strong as they made him out to be. And, like, you know, the movie's, like, five minutes long because they just punt the doll out the window and that's the end of it or something. That's, that would be great. That'd be great. But as um as Mr. John had pointed out that we did not address, address um, he says you have to go for the heart. So... Right, because, uh, like, so, he's, so, he, so Chucky's becoming human the longer he's in this body. Um... And and Chucky's heart is already fully human, even though he's in this doll. So that's gross. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, how does that work? But um, um, voodoo magic. Voodoo know. magic. Um, so so again, so we have this epic fight scene going on. Chucky's like running amok, like causing all the <laughs> havoc. Um, he's just generally being a nuisance at this yeah. point. At some point. Detective Norris gets cut on the leg by Chucky. Yeah, because he like runs back in the room and like stabs him in the leg. Right, but so where does that part happen? Um, it happens when um so they kick him out of the room and then Chucky comes back with a knife. Mm-hmm. And so they like oh, throw right. him out of the room. Yeah. He, he had he had his voodoo knife already. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. He already had it in the front of his overalls. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, he need he need his pocket, you know. So yeah. um, all right. So yeah, so so yeah, so then Detective Norris gets cut and he's like, owie, my leg. So <laughs> he like goes and you know, gets g- goes into the, the bedroom to like um well no, he's in the bedroom when he gets cut. That's what happens. So he, he yes. falls down, he's like, owie, owie. So then right, so then so then Karen's like, fuck this shit, this stops now, and she tackles Chucky down. She gets him over to the fireplace and then um, puts the screen over it so Chucky can't get out. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, him like shaking and rattling the grate while Karen's against it is pretty funny because he's like let me out hey guys it's not fair let me out I'm stuck hey what's going on oh god what's going on um yeah and then she's like she's like throwing herself against the grate in response to try and get those uh matches down from the top yeah yeah. and then she's like andy and andy's like he's stone cold terrified like this kid yeah and and i totally get that like andy has the right to be like paralyzed in terror but luckily he snaps out of it and karen gets the gas going um, there's a lot of gas in this movie, like yeah. natural gas causing fires, but whatever. Um, maybe that was a nineties thing. Um, maybe, I don't know. Oh wait, it was the eight. It was late. Eight, maybe it was a late yeah. 80s thing. Um, anyway, so, so then Andy has his one epic line where, where Chucky's like, but Andy, we're friends till the end. And he's oh, like, oh wait, well, this gets me. I'm waiting for it. Ready for it? Ready? This is the end friend. Yes! It's like sassy six-year-old. Like, that's some shit, like, you read on Reddit about terrifying things your children say to you at night. Like, Yeah, that was super sassy. Um, Way to go, Andy Barkley. High five. Right. And, like, totally, like, that must have been so satisfying for him to say, like, you've tormented my life and now you pay. So... (laughs) Literally, like he's had a rough week. Yeah, he's had a really super duper rough week. This poor child, like, um, he's been taken away from his mother. He's, you know, being terrorized by a living doll. 
Yuck. Um, yuck a duck. And uh, so Chucky gets set ablaze. And then, like, he starts walking around the apartment on fire. He pulls and, He pulls a Freddy Krueger is what oh he's doing. Gosh. I was so concerned that he was going to set the whole place on fire. I mean, that's what you would think as, like, a normal person, like, as an adult, one adult to another, he's dangerously close. He's on that couch. That couch is right. probably it's probably made of, you know, there's probably a scotch guard all over that bad boy. Like it's gonna go up in two minutes. Like and, and also it's the eighties. You know how many flammable things there are? Like Ugh, the, so the much carpet. polyester. Yeah. Yeah. The carpet, the couch, like everything. But like the drapes everything you know all the clothing on everyone's backs like ugh. so andy's luckily the wardrobe oh my god yeah andy's andy's little snowsuit you know um also his turtleneck and button-up shirt combo uh-huh i'm gonna boot it i hate it i you know he is not dressed the best but he didn't I, dr- I don't think he maybe he did dress himself because he's six uh, but like also look at karen was <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, she's not the worst dressed, but she's not the best dressed either, you know? No. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> neither, neither appropriately yeah. nor inappropriately dressed. Let me, let me not get on the topic of her hair again, because I really, <laughs> I really hated that, like, crushed, crunchy bang thing in the front. I was like, what? You are prettier than this hairstyle. Like, this is doing nothing for you. But if, if crushed velvet were a hairstyle, that would be it. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like, there's a texture to it, but it's, like, not the most enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I would err on saying, to use a descriptor, that's possibly crispy. Oh, it was definitely, yeah, super crispy. Again, like, her hair alone, flammable, but go (laughs) ahead, stand right next to the fireplace, you're not going to get hurt at all. Oh my god, so much Aquanet. It was the 80s. Yeah, so I mean, regardless, we don't have to be concerned because the apartment doesn't burn down. But so we we see Chucky melting in front of our eyes and we think, okay, that's the end. So they take a pause, they they take a brief moment, and then they go to see how Detective Norris is doing with his little owie. Um, because like, it's, it's basically like an owie, like it's like a paper yeah. cut, like it's not like, that serious. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like he should not be like, I can't walk because of this. Like you got a cut on your leg. Like okay, cool, we get it. Um, yeah. So they send Andy to go get the the first aid kit because Chucky's just burning. They think he's done. Yeah, basically, like super done. Um, but of course, <laughs> he's well done. <laughs> he's like well done. He's well done. Oh, man. Oh, my God. We really oh. are gay uncles. <laughs> um, man. Yeah. But so, of course, in, in the classic trope of the horror movie, Andy goes back to where the body should be, and the body's not there. Surprise. Surprise. So Andy's got the first aid kit and he's trying to be the best boy that he can be. And yeah. he drops it because he's pretty much shitting his pamper at this point. Right. I mean, and again, I totally get it. The only person that is completely validated in every one of their actions at this point is Andy. Yeah. Um, like that, that poor boy. Yeah. Um, so this is another part of the movie that I'm like, the fuck is happening? Because 
clearly Chucky's not dead. And um, so they're in the bedroom slash conjoining bathroom with the bedroom. So Chucky is basically just like running a little mini circle. And they and they show that scene more than once. So maybe they just recycled the footage because it's the same path rotated around. Right. Yeah. It's so that's a it's a little bit comical. Um, but of course, like you know, um, he is like super duper pissed off. I mean, like yeah, they they burned him to a crisp. So I kind of get. But also, like you're an insane psycho. So like stop it. Um, <laughs> You're literally a psycho. Yeah. So, so like, so now this doll is like completely fucked. And, um, like we see like the, the wire skeleton and stuff in the hands. Um, and then we get to the part where, um, Karen has now locked the bedroom door and she has managed to close the bathroom door. But now Chucky is like stabbing his voodoo knife through the door over and over and over again. Right. And um, I was like, come on. Like, I get it. But also, like, how did she not get hit once? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Because she's, like, moving backwards down the line of the door. Like, the, you're running out of room for error here. So she, yeah, like, like, she, like, lets it go. Why doesn't that bathroom door have a lock? It's a right, bathroom. So, so, like, so, like she's, she's stretching with the one arm to keep the, the door closed. And she's trying to make her head move farther. So, yeah. Um, she was, like, not in a great situation. But I'm just like, Chucky, like, stop penetrating this door with your knife. Like, yeah. stop it. You naughty little doll. You gross, gross little man-child. Literally. Literally. So he's crispy plus. He's, he's crispy plus. Um, um, so he's like running back and forth to every single door to lead to that bedroom. Yeah. And, and um, he finally, doesn't he get in finally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so then finally he gets into the bedroom and everyone's like, ah, but then Karen's like, don't worry. I got the gun. <laughs> um, and then, and then we have the, the hallway scene, which is both like tragic and amazing at the same time. Where's your pass? <laughs> it's just like it's just like you know Chucky walking down the hallway, and like every other second, Karen shooting him, and another part of his body falling off. It was and really then there's well done. Where like the body is just like the head is gone, the one arm is gone, the one leg is gone, and it's just the body like writhing around trying to like get up. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah, like R.I.P. to his only <laughs> friend that was actually a serial killer. Yeah, but then so, um, she go she goes up to the body and like shoots it three times. But where does she not shoot it, Nicholas? She doesn't shoot it in the heart, even though we were meant to believe that she did. But she did not. And the reason we know this is because they have another moment of silence. And then, you know, uh, the other detective shows up. Ugly coat guy. And again, like, super duper uh, Dumbo detective over here. 
Um, Norris tells him specifically, do not touch or pick up any part of the body. At all. At all. At all. He very explicitly says at all more than once. And of course, he picks up the head and brings it back in the bedroom. And so again, um, Andy has another traumatizing experience. And uh, Karen and Detective Norris are like, the fuck did you do that for? What did we say? Um, But then almost immediately, um, we get a payoff where Chucky's like one arm, one leg, molten body comes at the detective through the heating grate behind him or something. But like, how did the body get into the grate without a head? Um, okay. Uh, so this guy, his name is Jack Santos. That's the other detective, Detective uh-huh. Jack. So he's like getting his like, this little like wiry hand thing is like choking out a full grown adult. Explain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't know, but, like, there's, like, the scene that precedes that, Chucky's chunky, half-witted body is, like, all over the bedroom, and the head is commanding the body to kill it. Like, kill him! Like, he's, like, really instru- and the body's doing its own thing, so, magic. I don't know. That's the uh, only yeah. thing I can think of, magic. Yeah. There's definitely no batteries. Right, there's definitely no batteries <laughs> in the thing still. Um... And then, so now we're just, like, hot mess all over again. Um, The body's coming after them, like, and the head is there, and it's gross, and it's, like, molten eyeball grossness. Um, And then, finally, Karen's, like, "Um, Detective Norris, um, Mike, you have your gun. Um, Shoot it. Shoot it in the heart. Shoot it in the heart, Mike. And of course, with one bullet, he gets the heart and we see um, an explosion of guts and blood hit the wall behind the body, a.k.a. the heart is human, which again is still kind of gross, but whatever. (laughs) Um, And then there's this other really great part of the movie where the head is saying one of the uh, three programmed phrases of the good boy doll. Um, Hi, I'm Chucky want to play, but like, as like, basically it's like Charles's uh, soul leaving the doll because the voice changes halfway through from like the gross serial killer voice to like the little like child squeaky voice. Yeah. And it's super creepy and it's super effective and it's super good. Um, And I do like, do you think that they were already setting this up for a sequel or do you think this was like just the way they wanted to end the movie? You know, I don't really know. I mean, there are multiple sequels. There's a total of seven. Yes. Um, well, six sequels plus the original makes seven. Um, but um, I don't really know. I honestly have no idea because I, I mean, from my opinion, I thought it could have just been a standalone because where would his soul go if it's not inhabiting that body? Right. Yeah. But right. that's just me being logical. I mean, film has no logic or sense, and it doesn't need to. Yeah, but I, I certainly agree with you. Like, like at this point, if the if the heart is you know destroyed then 
Chucky is gone and like this horror story is over and like um you know they're moving on and like Andy is walking away from this horrible situation and um and that's the end um and and like I, I will say I'm glad there's no like flash forward to like three months later and like everyone's happy and hunky dory and like things like like it's just over it's like whoo right um, um, and fun little fact about Brad Dourif during doing the voiceover work for this. Mm-hmm. Um, in actuality, they rehearsed the scenes exactly as they would have played out with him being Chucky. So that they could position the doll the right way. And that way um, they captured his voice first. So that way Chucky's lips could match up with the dialogue. Mm. So basically, they pretty much had to shoot the movie twice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was like a fun little thing. But yeah, Brad Dourif has been doing this thing for like 30 years. So um, I don't know if he's doing the new one. And yeah, who knows? Because we haven't heard the new Chucky speak yet. No, definitely not. Um, but like also, another question about the new one. Have they ever confirmed that this is a possessed doll? Because I feel like they're going about this in like the technology uprising kind of route. Right. That's how I am anticipating it going. But I guess we'll see in a couple months. Right. But I will say that if that is the case, I am going to be a little bit let down because like a big part of why like Chucky is so effective is because of the fact that it's a serial killer soul inside of a little child doll. Yes. And if it's just like a AI gone wrong type of situation or whatever, then like meh. Yeah. Like I'm over that. I don't need that. That's doesn't, and it's maybe because we're 30-ish and we grew up in an age where we weren't ruled by technology until, like, the last couple years or so. Yeah. That, um, I think that's why it scared me so much. I didn't mean, like, it didn't scare me, but, like, it's more scary than just, like, you know, machine uprising. But, like, Chucky, I was just reading a quick IMDb thing. Chucky has made a bunch of, like, off appearances and other stuff. Like, um, he briefly made an appearance in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. In CGI form, accompanied by an archive sound of Duroff's voice. So, um, he just, like, made a weird stuff. Like, Chucky's just a weird dude. I was just trying to see if there was any actual setup for a child's play, too, or maybe it just did really well, and they were just like, let's make another. I but, um, probably the way that it went, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts and feelings about how many pumpkins this deserves? Um, I mean, I would give this a five, I think. Like, it's a very solid, good movie. Like, I have no reason to not give it a five, because, like, it's very good. Right. So I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm also gonna give it a five because um as we had previous previously discussed, I forgot how good this movie was. Yeah, so, it's very good. Yeah. Um so 
next week, um, we have another special guest. We're trying not to do so many special guests back to back, but that's just kind of how it happened. Um, but a uh, special guest is uh, our friend Jake from Slashers. So um, we have some other cool announcements to go along with that. I mean, we've already announced it kind of on our Facebook-ish. But um, we have teamed up with Slashers, um, Cult Classic Mania, and our new friend, the Worst Horror Podcast, um, and we got our own little network family going on. So we're happy to announce to be a part of the conglomerate that is the crap ass little podcast. So yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's like totally it's it's honestly it's really cool because we're still very early on in the game. Like we're not even ten episodes in. I, I think all of us. us are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we very quickly found our tribe, which is cool. Um, and you know, and we're just all people from different walks of life and different ages and parts of the world, well, the country specifically, um, that really love horror movies and want to talk about it. And I think that's kind of probably a foundation for all of us. And I, I think specifically for Matt, um, not necessarily just horror movies, but obviously the name of his podcast is cult classic mania. So cult cinema in general. Um, (laughs) but also like the thing that I'm already enjoying about this little like collection of friends that we're making is that like, none of us are in competition with each other. Which no. was, like, kind of a thing that I was afraid of. Because, like, there's, like, a certain level of ego and bravado associated with, like, creating something you're proud of. And mm-hmm. it's been a seamless transition of us just kind of, like, amping each other up. Especially <laughs> our um, new little sister podcast group, The Worst Horror Podcast, they just launched this week. So give them a listen. Um and uh you know follow them on social media follow all of us on social media um follow our crap ass little podcast network listen to us on whatever platform you choose Mm -hmm. um but don't forget to give us a five-star review in itunes and a comment that because that really helps us we're we're doing this pro bono we're not getting paid for this um so it'll really help us get noticed and maybe more people will listen to us and that way we can continue i mean we're going to continue anyway because we like doing this this is more equally so for the both of us individually and as it is for you guys yeah i mean it's super fun um and i mean i mean already i think we are reaping the benefits of just going after a hobby that we've wanted to for a while so yeah um i'm very excited and happy about all that but i mean it would certainly be nice if we could do bigger and better things and engage with you guys more um yeah and so the more yeah. the more five stars we get on itunes like itunes specifically i hate to be that douche that's like read us on itunes but like itunes is where i guess predominantly a lot of podcasters get noticed because of the itunes reviews because hi apple rules everything um but uh yeah five star review tell one friend have one friend tell another friend you know what i mean spread the word make friends over our podcast yeah. make make a make a community with us with our new friends 
Yeah. Or we can talk about your favorites, things you fucking hate about horror, horror movies you fucking hate. Hi, slip into Matthew's DMs. Tell him what movies you fucking hate so he yeah. can cover them. And, like, of course, like, right now, like, we're covering a wide range of movies that we want to cover. But I think it would be really super duper fun if in the future we start covering movies that you guys specifically want us to cover. Um because then it becomes a thing not just for us but also for you. Yeah. Um so we have a lot of fun things planned for March. March yeah. is gonna be a fun month for us and a fun month for you guys. Um I'm like super excited, even though I'm, I'm super sound it right now, but I'm super excited. I'm super excited too. Like, oh my god. Amy. Um I'm really excited because I'll see you in three weeks. I haven't seen you in literally two years. I think so, it longer than that, quite honestly, but I don't know. No, because you were at my oopsie bridal shower that I didn't know was happening. Oh, right. And, yes. and I and May, May 6th, I will be married two years. So it'll Yay. be it pretty much be almost two years to the day, I think, that I saw you. So um bum ba, ba, your birthday's coming up. It is. It's the end of the month. Um, and to celebrate your birthday and to celebrate us doing, what is it going to be by then? Like 12 episodes? Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. We're not good at math here. Math is not our strong suit. We are going to do a giveaway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, get on our Instagram, follow us, like us, tell your friends, Tell one person. Um, when Nick is here, we'll set up a video and we will really give you an idea of what we're looking for for you guys to enter the giveaway. Um, but I think that's it as far as that. But uh, next week, we're hanging out with Jake. And we are going to be covering... Is it 1999, Nick? Yes, 1999's Virus, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh... Billy Baldwin? Billy Baldwin and uh, Donald Sutherland. Southern, yeah, so that, that's the last <laughs> name. Um, that's the guy. That's that 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 guy. Um, it is, it is a movie. It um, is a hot wet mess. It was super fun to talk about with Jake, and I'm very excited to uh, release that conversation out into the world. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm as Ashley has said, I, I am really super duper excited and happy that we've found our own little tribe so quickly. And I mean, hopefully we continue doing all different types of collabs on each other's podcasts and we can reach out to other podcasts beyond the crap ass little podcast network. And I mean, I think that what we're doing is a little bit different and new. Um, because we're not starting this podcast network to get money or to be noticed um, or to get funding. We're doing it to try to lift each other up and expand all of our audiences. Um, And we hope that you guys like it and respond to it well. Um, And I feel like this, this episode coming up about virus will kind of be like the launch of all of the funness of um, having all the friends. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, so. Um, and isn't it the expression, like, it takes a village? So, yeah. uh, this is our village, and we're going to raise all of our, each other's podcast babies together, and we're going right. to make it work. And, like, you should all come join the village, and maybe we can even cover the movie The Village at some point, because that's um, another hot... That's a... <laughs> that, is, that is a trash fire of... I mean... I'm sure there's people who love that movie, but in my opinion, it is a trash fire. Um, um, I will personally, if you can prove how much you love The Village, I'll give you something. I, it won't be part of the giveaway. I'll just give you something. I don't maybe, know. Maybe a round of applause, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that movie was... Woo! The ending, something. the ending, like, I'm sorry. I laughed out loud in the theater at the, in the ending. I think I maybe watched it on HBO because I was not paying for that. I went with my cousin, I think. And then we went home. And we made a parody video of it because it was the cool thing back then to like have a video camera and make videos. And Yeah, uh, because we, try, we tried to do a YouTube channel in 2009. So a while's back, you know. A while's back. I had a handheld camera. This was, I don't even think I had a cell phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. This week, Child's Play, you know, jointly five out of five. Way to go, Don Mancini, for there being a transcendent gay horror icon that nobody really knew about. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's this week's episode. Next week, Virus with our buddy Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and... for for everyone in the back again, <laughs> you can. Follow us at Copulators Die First on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also find us at the Crap Ass Little Podcast Network on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email us because people, none of y'alls are talking with us and we'd love to talk with you at copulatorsdiefirstpodcast.gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your you know, deepest, darkest secrets, if you so please. Um, but we are ready and willing to engage. So come along, children. Yeah. Um, and that is that. So, yeah. With that, um, it's almost drag race time. Yeah. So um, as we always say, Ashley, do you want to you wanna take it away? Sure do. Keep on creeping on, my little pumpkins, and we'll see you next week. Yas, queen. Bye. Bye.